this is Kevin Sanders, and this is my podcast from Cancer to Courage. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I don't have any letters behind my name. I'm just Kevin Sanders, and this is my story. Hi, Dario. Hey, Kevin Sanders. <laughs> How you doing over there, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing real good, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is podcast number 14. Yeah. And a uh, recap of podcast number 13. A um, couple bullet points. Um, like if I, uh, We talked about like if a person had cancer, what advice would I give to them? Yes. Um, what makes me special? Because um, you are. Yes, thank you. You're right. uh, What, uh, uh, and were my doctors Christians? Mm. So if you want to know any of those answers, you're going to listen to Podcast 13. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Number 14. Number 14. Hey, man. Did you ever doubt yourself? Did you ever uh, feel like what you have to say is not very important, man? Um, you know, like, yeah. of course I doubt myself all the time. There's a, there's a reason why it took me 12 years to talk about what I went through. <laughs> and that's because of you, big Dario. Hey. You're the, you're the real encourager. Uh, I actually had a good friend ask me why I was chosen instead of his mom mm. who, uh, who had had cancer and passed away. And I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I just apologized and said, um, she was a great woman while she was on Earth, uh, but down to the last day, I'm going to give hope and give uh, give people what uh, what you know something to live for. Yeah, right on. Well, facts are facts, man. Um, you talked about this a year ago, right? I mean, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, that this story had to be mm-hmm. told, and um, you had to do it, man. You had the moxie. Mm-hmm. You had the <laughs> the balls, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had the grit, man, to tell your story. Thanks. And I, I lit that fire under your butt and boom. Yeah. <laughs> Here you are, man. And uh, yeah. as far as your buddy losing his mom, it's, I mean, you really don't have any control over that, man. It's just, that's God's plans. So... You think that uh, left room for hate? Hmm? Um, I'll give you like I don't know a little story. Yeah. Um, just to I don't know clarify, I suppose. Yeah. Um, like when I went on my thirteen hundred mile bicycle ride, my mom was worried about me. Mm. I had to convince her there's there's a lot of good people out there. Like I was gone for a month, so she was extremely worried about. Uh, I don't know, me getting hurt, me getting attacked. Um, and uh, 99% of people don't wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to ruin someone's day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm really angry. I'm going to wake up and I'm just going <coughs> to, excuse me. Jack somebody up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, especially if you're talking to a person face to face. Like, over the internet, now that's that's a completely different story. It's, it's uh, like on the internet, people are just, angry typing but it's safer it's safer right yeah well you feel safe hmm. so you can type whatever you want yeah and uh like is it normal for people to ask those kind of questions like many people are still in the stages of grief and pain yeah it's uh it's the pain talking it's it's not them 
And as for having the moxie, the balls, yeah. to do this pod, um, I actually wanted to write a book, um, and I hadn't. So this is a good start. So uh, thanks for riding along with me on this journey there, Mr. Dario. Well, thank you for having me in the passenger seat, man. <laughs> yeah. That was very well stated, you know? Um, thanks. But I really can't, I mean, you think, did you feel uncomfortable, man? Just because you you made it, and not you know you survive, man. I mean, did it put you in an awkward position? Yeah, in a way. Like, uh... well, like for instance, your buddy says his mom died from cancer, right? Um, mm-hmm. and you're a survivor. Did you mm-hmm. feel like kind of um, you know, kind of uncomfortable, man, but grateful? Yeah. yeah. Um. Like it, you know, questions, of course, yes. certainly make me feel uncomfortable. Um, but grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very grateful. Yeah. And all my years of doing things and promoting hope with cancer, I can remember, I can remember one friend that asked me, mm. uh, it was, a, it was a deep question and I'm glad that our friendship got deeper that day. We had a new respect for each other. I guess so. And, uh, I know I just, I just value those kinds of questions. Well, I mean, you got to be friends enough to, to um, when you're asked, wait a minute. It takes a good friend to the distinguish between a blessing and God's uh, will, so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you made it, but yeah. and their and their um, spouse or parent didn't make it. It's um right. really not up to you, man. You're right. It's uh, I guess I. Can't take the weight of that question. Yeah, because it comes from their grief and their pain. Well, grief and pain can really speak loud, man. You're right, but then it's up to that person to, um, I won't say deal with it, but uh, accept it. It's like you can't point the finger at others and say, you know, why am I hurting? What do you mean? People do. Um, I understand they do. It's like, but it's it's your decision. It's your choice, um, and you deal with grief. You can't get another person to deal with your grief. Well, but you can get a person to understand it, man. You can, but is that you know? Does that really help you? Well, it makes you it's feel like better. If I, if I understand what you're going through, I understand it doesn't make you feel like you're alone. Yeah. But if I understand what you're going through, it doesn't help you feel any better. Besides the fact that you don't feel alone. Yeah. Well, I, I, we're good friends, and I. You're right. Yeah, I feel like I can tell you anything, man, without censoring myself. You know, like mm-hmm. having a filter. You know, um, hell, I told you about my prostate issue. <laughs> now the world knows. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And we're all friends, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and um, I think a, a a true friend, a good friend, can share, um, all sorts of things, good bad, ugly. Um, take all this stuff going on, you know, going on right now. You know, this uh, COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the marches, the racism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think um, being good friends, man, we can talk about this, which we have. Yeah. And we remain good friends. You're right. Yeah. It's like uh, the more in-depth conversations you have, like it's, it feels like the, the closer your friendship is. Of course, of course. 
because there's no there's no filters on that man yeah definitely it's like you know as you develop better friendship your filters go away <laughs> yeah it's a learning it's a learning experience you're learning each other man and um yeah hey you know that's the real making of a true friend eh? that's right yeah how many true friends do we have in life that you can count um, I mean there's I guess for me there's I only have a, a couple few like really cl close friends yeah someone that you can just like talk to about anything right am I one of them yeah you are you are too you're my best friend oh man <sighs> Kevin you always have a way of just you know doing this to me you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> We talk all the time. We can be totally open and vulnerable. I'm sure it helps that we have this podcast together. Yeah, yeah. We talk about everything. Cancer, yeah. um, prostate issues, <laughs> um, marriage issues. Yep, anything. <laughs> everything. Hmm. You know what? Did we ever touch what? upon our childhood? Hmm? Um, I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. Wow. I had a pretty crazy childhood. How about you? Yeah, mine was, uh, I think that's how we became close friends. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, we, uh, I don't know, opened up about our, our childhoods. Yeah. And it just happened, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, let's kind of um set the stage for our listeners. Um. Well, this is this is a pretty hard pod right now. Um. You know, our, our, we were both abused as children, right? Yeah. Verbally abused, physically abused, uh, abuse is abuse is abuse. And um, that kind of brought, didn't kind of, but it brought me and Kevin close together because we shared some similarities of our dads, man. Yeah. It was, it was awful. Mm. Yeah. Um well, let's just share, man. How about you go first? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> I told you this is hard. Yeah, man. It's really hard, man. Um, wow. I, you know, my father never really liked me, man. And I remember as a kid, and being a kid, you're like, well, why? And I think that was some of the the reason why he... Um, did what he did, man. He would um, he would jack me up. My father had he had these big old hands, right? Big hands. He would pew, hit you in the head, yeah. and um, you can't cry because he'll say, "Well, I'll give you something to cry for." I'm like, "Well, damn, you just did." <laughs> and um, he was really not, uh, you know, um, a good. Very abusive, um, verbally, and um, he would uh, like hit me and say, "If you tell your mom, you know you're gonna be in trouble." And as a kid, that was very stressful because you had the weight of that on your shoulders. So, um, so he would um, hit me or whatever, and um, it was weird. One time, I think I was. 13 
he hit me in the face and he dislocated my jaw. And um, yeah, man. And so uh, I went to Children's Hospital and uh, he said, young man, uh, what happened? I said, my dad hit me. And boy, why did I say that? Um, and before I got home, the, the, the hospital called and, uh, you know, talked to my mom. Um, my grandmother took me to the hospital. Um, so anyway, so before I got home, the hospital called and, and, and they wanted to know why my father hit me. What, what happened? And uh, mm-hmm. my father got wind of that and just like, it was bad. It was bad, man. He, um, yeah, yeah, um, and the, I guess the, the crazy part about everything was that everybody knew about the abuse, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, Kate? They, yeah. yeah, they overlooked it. It's like, Pass the gravy. <laughs> Pass the peas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they overlooked it. They knew that he was uh, abusing me, but no one talked about it. Because I guess if they didn't talk about it, it didn't happen. You know? Mm-hmm. They're just in denial or something. Yeah, yeah. And this took me um, all this time to talk about it. Your podcast mm-hmm. opened up this window for me to talk about this abuse. Um, I don't think my family knows. My kids don't really know what I really went through. Um, Maybe one day they'll listen to this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But abuse is, is sick. I don't think anyone yeah. should abuse anybody, especially children, you know? Right. Innocent kids, man, that can't really fight back or defend for themselves. So mm, it really gets deep. Um, but the deeper part was you couldn't tell anyone because if you tell somebody, you're in trouble <laughs> for telling somebody, you know, about what happened to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was just bad, man. It was. And so that brought me closer to God because I didn't have a father to talk to. You know, he didn't understand me. He um, always compared me with my brother. And um, that was stressful. Anyway, uh, it goes on and on and on and on. Um, yeah. How about you, big boy? Um, I know as we, uh, as I talked to her, we, we shared about our childhoods. Yeah. We realized we had almost similar fathers. Mm-hmm you know, 20 years apart and different cultural backgrounds. And uh, I think that when you tell another person about your past and how, uh, like how it's been dark or some, a traumatizing event, excuse me, our past can really heal each other. Right. And, um, and when you talk about it with others, it's just, uh, it's not only is it getting out, it's not only is it, it's coming out of you and sharing it to the light, but there's so many other people like you out there that we, that we don't even know. Yeah. It's like my father, uh, he was not only a pastor, but he was like a physically abusive father. 
He didn't he didn't smoke. He didn't do drugs. He just had a big anger issue, and I feel like he had uh, some kind of like a chemical imbalance. Mm. So every time he'd hop off the podium at church, he would head home, and I'd wonder if he was going to blow up again and beat my mom, my brother, and I. And uh, it was in, it was incredibly difficult for me to go back to church because I kept having flashbacks of my dad, and I couldn't trust anything the preacher said. It was um, it was only you know it was only when I learned about my heavenly father that I needed a, a new relationship over a human over my human flawed father. Yeah. Um, I love my dad and he did, uh, he did the best he knew how to do in my past made me who I am today. Um, and I just, uh, I've come to understand that, um, I don't have to do the things my father did to me and it is my choice. And I am breaking the cycle because his father beat him. Mm. And so he beat us and I am going to break that trend. And I am not going to be the one to beat my own kids. Well, you know, Kevin, I don't, I don't stop you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's why when I start working for LA unified Mm -hmm. in the classroom, um, you know, I was more, I was an encourager. I was a dad that the kids didn't have. I was mm-hmm. 18, you know, <laughs> 19. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I wasn't a heavy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you run in the hall, you fall, you cry, and that's it. I'm like, listen, you know you're not supposed to run in the hall, mm-hmm. okay? You, you know that already. So you fall, that's the result of that. And you learn from that. Um, I had kids tell me all kind of things, man. And it's... I didn't want to be like my father. I wanted to be better than him. I wanted right. to, these kids in school, they're young, they're young minds, young souls. You want to nurture them so that they can be um, adults who learn to love and not abuse and yeah. look up to adults. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, can I tell you this? Go for it. My father was so like mean. You know, mm-hmm. let's say Same. I had a very smart mouth in school. I would, you know, <laughs> I would just talk back, you know. And yeah. if it was a woman's teacher, if I had a lady teacher and she called home, my father would agree with her. Oh, yeah, my son. <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean, yeah, he would just, you know, I mean, I guess he wanted to, he wanted to kind of uh, make a love connection. But he would always agree with this with the teachers um, concerning me. And um, I never really felt that he had my back, man. Um and but I had to learn to forgive him. Um, my father died thirty years ago, and um, I forgave him. Just like you said, yeah. he did what he knew what to do. Yeah. And I don't I don't know anything about my grandfather. I don't know if he um, abused anyone. But my father was an alcoholic. Um, you drink, and you just get this instant strength. I'm gonna fight. Or yep. screw. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's what happened. Liquid courage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, liquid courage. So he would um get all sauced up and come home from work. And um he was like uh, Muhammad Ali. I want to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to beat somebody up. Mm-hmm. Um, angry. And um it's so hard to fake it, to fake the funk. You know, you you with your fa- your father and uh 
around um, people who don't know what's going on. You try to make everything look normal, you know? Yeah. And um, it really wasn't, man, because it's like once the lights are out or like on stage, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll start kicking my ass. And, um, but I think one of the best things about that <laughs> is that when my father jacked me up, mm-hmm. I got gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I got a watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Timex watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a radio. Um, I got all these stupid things. So that was his way of apologizing, buying you things. Yeah. Yeah. But the hurt was still there. You know, you can't oh, yeah. put a Band-Aid over the hurt. And um, yeah, I tell you, man, I knew that a gift was coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be the sun? <laughs> that was a hard hit. I'm expecting a, a gaming console. I'm expecting a gift. And um, I think we should be better as adults um, concerning any type of abuse. You know? Yeah, it's a real yeah, deep I subject. I would say like uh, the darkest secrets revealed to another person create the st- strongest bonds. Yeah, like after your fifty-six years, and this has finally come to the surface and being told to the world. Are you talking about me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure after this pod, there's going to be healing. Oh, you brought it to light, my friend, and you've uh, taken off the bandage. We're yeah. both burying our souls in this pod, and this will help so many people. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Stay tuned. <laughs> I, I can talk about it now, but I can never. This is my first time actually, like for real, for real, going public. You know about this? Yeah. Going podcast or any cast. Because I never wanted to um, tarnish my um, sibling's opinion about my dad. You know? Mm-hmm. They knew. Yeah. And it's like, if you talk about it, then you're the crazy one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never lived, I never did that. I never, he's never abused me. So how come he abused you? I was there. I never seen that. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think most people who are abused, they don't want to talk about it. And they feel ashamed, man. Like it's their fault. Right. That's uh that's the main thing is like as at least in my circumstance, my father was like a ma- master manipulator. Oh. He would always make it feel like it's your fault. Like there was cops show up so many times and like my brothers would just be like, Oh, it was my fault, I didn't mean to and I was like, Man, you got a bloody lip, what are you talking about? Mm. Oh. I never seen blood. My father never um Drew blood, you know. Um, he just gave just a lot of pain. Hmm? I see. Just big old bruises. Yeah. Um, I think the well, the, the jaw breaking uh, when he hit me in the face, um, there was no blood. <laughs> um, when he hit me in the head, I think it was the aftermath pain, you know, yeah. that lingered. Um, it's like I would rather have a broken arm than a broken soul. It's like your arm would heal faster than your wounds. Like, as of right now, this is, you know, 35, 
years later mm-hmm. and we're still talking about it because it it wounded us as a kid. It did, man. It was like it was a serious issue. It did. And it's amazing, not amazing. Well, you're um much younger than I am and but I don't think abuse has age. I don't think so either. No. Um and I think we never you know what it is? You have to get to the root of abuse. Why is this person abusing others? You know? Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Why? It's what they grew up. It's what they know. It's what they, it's like their default. Mm. And my dad didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Mine either. Because he kept doing so it. So it's like, like, how can you blame them then if they didn't feel like they were doing anything wrong? Do you think they knew, man? <clears throat> Did they? I was a kid, man. I was an innocent kid. How do you figure? I can only speak from my experience. No, no, I my, understand that. I understand that, man. My father was, uh, he would never beat on anyone taller than he was. Mm. Or he would, he would usually hit my mom. But as soon as I got tall enough, um, as soon as I got taller than he was, he wouldn't touch me. Really? Yeah. It was all about feeling the power over others. Is your father short, man? Yes. He He's like five, six. So. Shortish. <laughs> so he figured that if you're tall, you can uh, really beat him down, huh? Yeah. Well, he didn't. Uh, I started defending my brothers when I got tall enough. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. How many brothers do you have, Kevin? I have one real blood brother. Um, my mom remarried, never had another kid. My dad went off and took the whole phrase, be fruitful and multiply seriously. Mm-hmm. So I have like uh, halves and steps. I think I've got like seven, seven of them out there. He's rolling stone, huh? Yeah. Gathered no moss. <laughs> yeah. And do you think like, that... What? I was just going to say... Uh, I'm sorry. I... I hated my dad. Oh, dude. And hated him. I, I hate and mine. after my parents finally divorced, he would always talk so poorly about my mom all the time. He had us He had us on weekends. And like the only reason I mainly went is for my, my other brothers. Um, and, you know, I, I knew what he was doing. It wasn't right, but I was just too small to stand up for myself. Right. Yeah, my father... Um... I remember my father um, took us for a walk and we ended up at his girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so um, we, were on a, we were on the step, the porch, you know, on the porch. She had a big porch and um, we were outside and my father went inside the house. You know, I guess he was taking care of business. Um, as a kid, I didn't know what was happening, but we're outside waiting for daddy to come out the house. And, um, yeah, he was, you know, taking care of business while his kids were outside on the porch waiting. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so on. Yeah. Um, he would do all kinds of stuff like that, man. He would have women call in the house. Matter of fact, and I got married, right? One of his girlfriends, my mother's friend, <laughs> you know, that, she knew she, she, my mother knew that he liked my father. I mean, that my mom knew that the lady liked my father. 
and because she would always make that known. And uh, so this lady, my father's, my mom's friend, mm, my father's kind of playmate, I guess, drove me to my wedding. When I got married, she's like, oh, I'll take him. She drove me to the church, right? and it's like, um, yeah. You know, it's funny. Well, I'm much, much older than you are. Back in the early days, I think back in the 70s, there was always abuse. You know, it was um, um, spousal abuse and all this abuse. But the women weren't allowed to leave the husband because they won't have any more credit. All the credit will, will leave. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Well, it was under the, the husband's name. Mm-hmm. Like my mother had credit cards. It said um, Mrs. Milton Connor, not my mom's name. Everything was in Mrs. You know, the man's name. And so, mm-hmm. if you leave your husband, man, you just you just um, you don't have anything. You know, you yeah. know you um, so you um, endure the abuse. You know, because you can't. Where are you gonna go? With no credit. Looks like mine was, uh, my dad had threatened to take the kids with him if my mom left. So she stuck around for years just because um, she was worried that my father would take us and she would never see them again. Mm. Well, my mother didn't worry about that. My mom was a singer and um, she was supposed to go to Europe. Um, she's a, you know, she's, she's a singer and she gave up her career to um well she still sang though but she she didn't go to Europe because she knew that well she didn't know what would happen when she returned from Europe mm. you know um so I, I thank her you know um because daddy would have just jacked us up I mean well jacked me up more because there was no one to go to <laughs> yeah yeah hmm from cancer to courage. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't currently hate my father. Um, on a lighter note, about five years ago, mm. I hadn't seen my dad in like 20 years. Um, and so I finally uh, got a hold of him and I drove the couple hours. I was in Canada. Right. And I drove the couple hours to, to go see him and I forgave him. Um, it took me years to do this and there's so many people out there like it it just doesn't happen but it took me years to finally forgive him and um because you know i had a new fatherly figure Mm -hmm. he wasn't on earth yeah and um my my father like i said he did the best he knew how he did the best he could and he still doesn't understand what he did wrong but um you know i love him anyways and forgave him so like now we're good and he still lives in Canada and I'm in California. And, um, yeah, I don't think my father, you know, my father never, um, apologized to me. Mine neither. You know, um, even when he was dying, you know, um, Oh, sorry. You know, I was, I grew up Catholic, right? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Catholic religion, you take communion every week, you know, the body of Christ, you know, whatever. And um, I would take communion dressed up 
I was a model back then, so I was sharp. I was like, ooh, <laughs> designer suits. I was like, hey, dude, I was GQ. And um, so I would walk to the, um, get in the communion line and walk to the, uh, get the communion from the, whole, from the um, priest. And I still had hate in my heart for my dad. But I mm. look good. I look real good. Yeah, I bet. But I had hate in my heart. And I couldn't uh, go on with this, man. Because it, it eats you up. It eats you up, Cameron. Yeah. When you hold it, hold it inside, that's what it does. Yeah, it really eats you up. So, yeah, I was sharp. You know, um, taking the body of Christ and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, singing in the choir, yada, yada, yada. And hate my daddy. Mm -hmm. uh, but... I think I only hate him because of the abuse. There was no yeah. really other reason why. You know? So when he died, before he died, um, you know, I would sit with him and I would talk to him. Um, my father had curly hair. Like, he looked like Cesar Romero, you know? Mm -hmm. Who's Cesar Romero, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay, Google it. Google it. My father, um, look, Google Cesar Romero, uh, a Hispanic uh, actor with curly, curly hair. As a matter of fact, he was the guy who played the Joker in Batman in the 60s. Oh, Batman, yeah? In the, in, the, in the 60s. That's funny. With, um, um, what's the guy's name? Oh, shit, I forgot his name. Uh, Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Bruce. He was my Facebook friend. I forgot what. Ward, Bruce Ward. Um. Uh, anyway, I was thinking Batman characters. No, man. no, 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 no. But I forgot his name. Yeah. I can't think right now. But anyway, um, yeah. So Cesar Romero was the guy who played the Joker. You know, out of makeup, mm -hmm. he was a very handsome guy. Very handsome guy. And that was my father, curly hair. So I would just, you know, as an adult, play my father's hair for some. You know, he crazy. I remember when he died, right? And he was in the uh, the casket. I don't know what happened. I just uh, had like a, a a weird out. I just thought, you know, um, I leaned over his body and I just started messing with my father's hair, man. And that was... That is, is kind of weird. It was weird. And the mortician said, his, he said, uh, you want a comb? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I just... Thought you're trying to fix his hair. I just, because I've done that. And I remember yeah. it was like a, a bowling ball like a hard bowling ball with hair, lifeless hair. And I would, I was uh, over the casket in my father's hair. I, don't ask me why. I don't know why, but, uh, and, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm incredibly sorry to hear that, Dario. Like, what? Um, you never heard that part, did you? No, this, it's a big deal, and I know how hard this is to talk about this hard. stuff. And we we could do an entire series, an entire series on what our dads did to us, oh, yeah. or um, or you know what happened when we were kids. Yeah. And if anyone is listening and is going through any of this, any of it, if, you know, if anything happens like this to you, feel free to email me or Dario. Yeah. Dario, what's your email address, man? It's D A R R I O C. 2001 at yahoo.com. That's D A R R 
IOC2001 at yahoo.com. Mine is SandersJKevin at gmail.com. S A N D E R S J K E V I N at gmail.com. And we'll put both these email addresses in the, the details of the podcast. Can I say something? Yeah. I think, um, you know, through this abuse, uh, us, us um, sharing the same childhood so many years later, that brought us close together. Totally you know? agree. And um, yeah. I'm just, Grasshopper, I'm so grateful for your friendship. You know, I say it every podcast, and I, I wasn't going to say that uh, on this <laughs> one, but I'm just so... Um, I'm grateful for you, big oh, man. Oh, man. I was crying now. But, uh, yeah. You want to bring us home? You want to yeah. end it? Well, it's like even before our friendship, yeah. we had faith in common. We were at the church together, yeah. and you found my neighborhood group, Iron Sharpens Iron. Oh, yeah. And uh, neighborhood groups are meant to gather people, mm-hmm. um, like to open people up, to meet new people. And it's like, as you open yourself up, um, you'll realize that you have a lot more in common with other people. You right. become friends mm-hmm. to eventually open up and you make friends. Uh, so when you go to church, you have people that you already know. Right. They're wonderful little neighborhood groups. Mm-hmm. They're great. If, if you're not in one, get in one. Yeah. And it, it brings lasting friendships, man. That's right, they do. I never thought, Kevin, I never thought that uh, we would become close friends, good friends, you know? It just happened. Just because of our age difference and our, our color differences well, and our backgrounds? I, I, I don't think, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, so you're blue. You're blue. You're Dory. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just so, yeah, man. Deep pod, yeah. The deep pod. I'm grateful, and I, I, I thank God. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to deal with uh, this uh, abuse, but it made it made you a better person, man. It made you, uh, well, it added to your character. It taught you what right. not to do. You know, you can either uh, lay down and feel depressed for yourself, or you can fight it mm. and uh, get up and do something about it. Like your cancer, man. Yep. You um. This is part of your your uh, your journey, um, and the most important part about a journey is that there's always a beginning, man. <laughs> you know, right? And this is the yeah. beginning of your journey, from cancer to courage, and um, this is the courage part. That's right. And this is pretty deep, man. Pretty uh, heavy pot. Yeah. And you know what? And I'll just uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, it was so hard for uh, me to do this. I was like, yeah, it was a block. I was like, I don't want to do this, but I have to do it. Like, you have to tell your story, man. You got to get it out there. You got it. And um, so this is not an Eeyore story. This is a help story, right? That's right. Help podcast to help those who yeah. are or were abused, that it's not your fault, man. It's not. It's, no, it's definitely not your nah, fault. No, nah. And if you have any questions, any concerns, anything, just email us, man, and, and uh, 
we'll put it on the um the pod <laughs> yeah um yeah. questions or whatever yeah. i just want to let you go i'll let you guys know that you're never alone no. either with uh your heavenly father or with us like you always have someone you can talk to if you're listening to our voices yeah. you can always email yeah. us yeah and once again uh i'll say this again kevin sanders <laughs> i love you man love you too dario <laughs> should i cry on pod you can uh what yeah go ahead just let it out mm-hmm. that's a <laughs> Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hope you guys uh, learned something. Thanks for listening, and uh, hope you're encouraged today. And if you are encouraged, <laughs> oh, we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't bum you out. <laughs> no, buddy. Have a good day, people. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, thanks for all your support and listening, and uh, we'll keep them coming. We will. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye, y'all.